Well, good morning. Welcome this Thursday morning to Kings at Home Daily. I'm so glad you've joined us today. Not been easy the last couple of days as we go through our, our, our study in Revelation. We got to that, that vision of um, world society and all its ungodliness, um, the, 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 the judgment of world society. We saw in this vision, uh, chapter 18, 17, 18, um, Satan's a great deceiver. And just as the Lord Jesus has his Zion, Jerusalem, his, his city and his bride, Satan has the prostitute um, uh, and the uh, Babylon worldly society without God, worldly culture that, that uh, has no place, that is in opposition to, to, to the Lord. And, and we saw how that would be destroyed and we ended up with that, uh, uh, it's not just the, the banquet of the lamb, but yesterday we finished up with that feasting on the, the slain of the, of the ungodly. Not, it wasn't a great picture to end up with, but it just shows us that the judgment day will come. Well, anyway, today we come to perhaps the most, one of the most controversial chapters in the whole Bible, so we better pray. Lord Jesus, we want to bend the knee before you. Lord, we, we want to honour you. We don't want to be smart, clever. We want to honour you and give you all the glory, and we, we want our hearts to be encouraged this morning. So come and help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're in chapter 20, and you've probably heard of millennialism, a uh, thousand years. Well, this is where it all comes from. It's the only place in the Bible where it's mentioned, so let me read on. I believe this is the beginning of another vision, giving us insight into another aspect of what's going on in the world before the first coming and the second coming, but let me read. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven and having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He sees the dragon, that ancient snake who is the devil or Satan, bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations any more until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of, and because of, the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image. They had not received its mark on their forehead and hands. They came to life and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's, let's, let's go for it. So what's it saying here? An angel comes, gets hold of Satan, and binds him for a thousand years. And after that thousand years, he's to be set free for a short while. Now... Um, there's, there's three different views on what this might mean. Okay, pre-millennialists believe that Jesus comes before the millennium, pre-millennium. So pre-millennialists believe that Jesus comes in great glory, Satan is bound for a thousand years, but then after a thousand years he's got to be let out to go and cause havoc again 
um, before the ultimate end. That's premillennialism. Okay, so let me, why, why I'm not a premillennialist? Because everywhere else in the Bible, it tells me that when Jesus comes again, it is decisive and final. And so if you read Matthew 24, something like Matthew 24, let's quickly go to Matthew 24. Jesus talking about the end. Um, the, um, uh, where is Matthew 24? I thought I'd put a bookmark in it, but I obviously didn't. Okay, here we go. Um, okay, I, 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 if anyone tells you, there he is out in the desert, don't go out there or here. Or here, he's in the inner rooms, don't believe it. For as lightning comes from the east, visible in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And it goes on, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, stars will fall from the sky, then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. All the people in the earth will mourn. They see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. <laughs> and it goes on to speak about gathering from the, the, the elect, the chosen, the people of God. It's decisive. You see the same thing in 1 Peter 4. A, a very decisive. Um, it, it's, it, uh, it, it's, it, yeah. So it's, there's a very clear sense, I believe, in the Bible, of the decisiveness of Jesus coming in. Okay, it's premillennialist. I, I, I just can't get my head around it. Uh, how can I look forward to the coming of Jesus if it's not really the end, if Satan's still going to be let, let, let out after a thousand years, it, it's, uh, yeah, uh, I can't, so I'm not a pre-millennialist, post-millennialist, they believe that Jesus will come after a thousand years, so they believe that um, there's going to come a, a beautiful time on the earth when Satan will be bound, and um, uh, it'll be a time of, of, of almost, you know, kind of revival right across the world, and without the trouble that Satan causes, you know, around the world with wars and all the rest of it. That, uh, so uh, post-millennialists are waiting for a glorious time on the earth before Jesus comes. Now, I'm not uh, a post-millennialist. Why? Because I don't see that in the Bible. It, the Bible seems to tell me that in this world we will have trouble. And the whole tenor of the New Testament is for us to be strong and faithful and resist the, the evil one and so on. Um, uh, whilst there will be times of revival, nevertheless, um, the light will get brighter, but also the, the darkness will get darker, if that makes any sense. So I'm not a post millennialist either. So what am I? <laughs> Well, I would, I'm what is usually called an amillennialist. Um, so what does that mean? Well, I, I believe the millennium is, is, is a spiritual thing. We know that numbers in Revelation are uh, they're, they're symbolic. They're, they're, and and, and I, so what I believe this, this prophecy is saying, I believe this prophecy is saying that when Jesus came and went to the cross, Satan was bound. He was Bound. Jesus told the parable, didn't he? You know, when he cast out demons and the Pharisees said, oh, it's by Beelzebub that he does this. And uh, Jesus said, no, 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 no. Um, you know, when the strong man, the strong man comes uh, and uh, first he must bind. Sorry, when, let's read. I, must, I don't like to misquote the Bible. Okay. Um, in, uh, in, in, um, in, in Matthew chapter 12, they say... Uh, Here's Jesus speaking. If I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then uh, they will be your judges. But if it's by the Spirit of God I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come. 
Or again, how can you enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder his house? So I think, and Jesus tells the same parable in Matthew and in Mark. So I think this is speaking that Satan is bound uh, uh, in a sense that Jesus, the kingdom has, has begun, the reign of Jesus has begun and people are being all the time set free. The gospel is setting people free all the time. Um, and there's some wonderful illustrations of that in, in, uh, uh, in, in, in Colossians. There's a wonderful verse let's see if i can find it i'm doing a lot of jumping around and my time's whizzing on isn't it in colossians um here we go colossians 2 when you were dead in your sins and your uncircumcision of your heart of your flesh god made you alive with christ he forgave all our sins having cancelled the debt against us and having disarmed the powers and authorities he made a spectacle of them so there's this clear, oh, the other one that I can think of is, do you remember when the 72 went out to preach and they came back, told Jesus, oh, even the demons um, uh, obey us. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall to the earth. And, and so I believe that, 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 that when Jesus came and went to the cross, Satan was bound. He cannot stop the gospel setting people free. Okay, so that's why I'm an amillennialist. Um, the other little point to make here, Whenever you get a tricky passage in the Bible, we always the principle we take is interpret the difficult in the light of the straightforward. This is difficult. The last few days have been difficult to understand. And so all the other passages we look at in Scripture about the second coming speak about a decisive, wonderful coming of Jesus. Jesus' own words in Matthew 24. That's why I believe that when Jesus comes, it will be decisive it'll be glorious it'll be wonderful no more tears war over new heaven new earth praise god lord i am so glad that when you come again oh what a beautiful day what a wonderful wonderful day when you come again in all your glory lord thank you that in that day, all things made new. No more tears. What a beautiful day. We, I, I look forward so much. We all look forward to that so much. Lord, help us to live in the light of that. Lord, help us to keep our trust in you, that we will not be fearful or perplexed, but confident, knowing that one of these days you're coming in all your majesty and glory. Till that day, Lord, keep us. Be with us, Lord. By your spirit in us today, wherever we go, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, God bless. And um, hey, I think we're going to sing a song at the end of this week after what we've been going through. So tomorrow, let's have a song. See you then. Bye now.